Welcome into episode seven of the one two six podcast. We have a lot to get to today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, I am Addison McKelvin. With me, as always, Coach Weaver. Coach O, how's it going? It's going great. It is going great. We got uh, a packed house. We do. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Addison always warns me don't don't book too many guests, and mm-hmm. somehow I always book too many guests. But they're really you're good. booking even more guests. <laughs> and it's supposed to go it, the other. It's direction. It's not that I don't want people here. I'm so happy everyone's here. <laughs> I just want to have some more time to get to know each person. Yeah. Rather than trying to get through it super fast. Well, and and I tried to tell Coach Weaver <laughs> we have a lot of episodes. We'll get to everybody. You don't have to include everybody every time. We'll, we'll get there. But, it's just so much sorry. good stuff that goes on in Forney mm-hmm. ISD addison and i'm proud of it and these young ladies and gentlemen have good things to say it's going to be a good episode it is it is going to be a good episode i don't doubt that at all so we're going to go ahead and jump right in and we're going to start with uh we're going to start over there with coach weaver so uh last evening uh we had our are you going to put me on the clock or what well uh Yes, I am. I felt like that I was going to let you ad lib it today, but I just got a a feeling. Don't start me at like 30 seconds shorter because of this. Uh, We had a parent booster meeting. Now, we've been doing a booster club symposium in Forney ISD for about 10 years. We bring our presidents of all our booster clubs, and we've got a lot of them. Uh, We're fortunate to have lots of parent volunteer activity in this district and had about 50 people in the boardroom last night, went through. UIL rules and IRS and 501c3s and booster club manuals and all that stuff. You know, the stuff you got to do to make sure everybody all stays. All the fun in- stuff. Yeah. Um, but it kind of led me to this weave today. And, and we talked about well diggers a lot recently. We had Coach Schmidt on not too long ago, our coach of the month for September. Shout out to him again. Um, we got a lot of well diggers around, though. And well, we, we've talked about well poisoners, well wishers and well diggers. And we, we discussed that with our coaches this summer, um, specifically about coaches, but it also extends to kids. I mean, you know, they're student athletes in every program. And we want more well diggers. We want to build as many well diggers as possible, eliminate or, or minimize well poisoners. Um, but, you know, it struck me last night that those, are, those things are applicable to parents too. And parents aren't paid. They're not, they're not on staff. They're on the payroll. You know, they're not playing in the game. Um, they have a very specific role. Um, but parent well diggers are so important mm-hmm. to what goes on with, with learning and building young women, men and women and, and building leadership among our athletic teams, which is one of our primary goals. Um, here's my point. The well, or what flows from the well, right, if you're a well digger, really didn't have anything to do with the scoreboard. I mean, the scoreboard is, is more likely to have to do with it, right, with, with what, how many people are well diggers as opposed to well poisoners. Um, but it definitely applies to parents and to sports fans. And I'm Coach O, I know you're a well digger of a parent. I see you support your daughter, you know, playing volleyball at Texas Tech. And I, I know just from listening to you, the lessons that you've instilled in her, and you understand your role as a parent. I think that's really important. I'm just a lowly little, lowly little dribbler's parent um, at this point. 
but uh, I have to I have to choose. I'm an athletic director, so when I go to a little little dribblers game, and you know I've seen a lot of basketball. <laughs> right, I've coached my dad's basketball coach, sister basketball coach. I'm bas- I was a former basketball coach, um, but I know I have to know my role, and I have to be very intentional about it. And my role as a sports parent at Little Dribblers is to be a well digger. So what am I doing? I'm volunteering to keep the scorebook. Uh, or the clock I've kept, you know, you, you're in a little dribblers, you're in a back gym somewhere, some, somebody's forgotten gym, and it, the score clock, you, if you're lucky, it works, or maybe some of the digits work. It's I've kept Nevco and Dactronics and Fairplay and Spectrum, and I, I can keep them all because of little dribblers. I've made nachos, you know, I, and if you, if you buy nachos for me, I'm going to put extra cheese and lots of peppers so you'll like me as a concessionaire. But i got to be real careful about that, and, and I know you're the same way. Um, Every parent is either going to be a well digger, a well wisher, which there's nothing wrong with, right? We need those people who cheer, um, or a well poisoner. And those are super intentional roles. Today on this podcast, I'm really glad to have the people we've got in the room, as we mentioned, because we're going to talk to some kids that are well diggers in their program. But we're also going to talk about some well diggers that aren't, that aren't on our payroll, some, some adult volunteers that really help make things go in Forney ISD athletics. Um, so as we ra- raise up these young leaders to support their program, we're trying to raise people that are going to be influential in the world one of these days, right? I mean, that's kind of what all this is about. So we got some great well diggers on here today. Going to be exciting to talk to them. Absolutely. And we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to jump. I'm going to jump to the box of chocolates and then come back for the ozone so that both of our guests can participate. Really I'm excited easily. about cool. the music. Uh, yes, of course you are. You love, <laughs> you love your soundbite, don't you? My mama always said, game day is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There it is, the box of chocolates. <laughs> Take thanks, it away. Thanks, Addison. I, I do, in a way, look forward to that each week. <laughs> we do have a box of cho- uh, one of our chocolates here with us today. Uh, Mr. Michael Quintana is our... Um, our feature for this part of the podcast, and he's absolutely a well digger. I mean, if you know anything about Mr. Quintana, uh, you've seen him around, you've seen what he does, you know that, you know he's a well digger. Um, count, and I'm just going to introduce, but, but you know, he's, he takes pictures, right? He's, we, he does lots of other things. Um, he's a very service-oriented person. He's a giver, but um, at the heart of what he does for us for Forney ISD Athletics, he takes lots and lots of photographs, great ones, and puts them in our library for our coaches to use. He comes to our college signings. He comes to our letter jacket ceremonies. He comes to our games. We don't pay him a dime. I mean, people think probably he's on the payroll. He's not. <laughs> he's laughing at this. Um, you know, he, he has been dedicated to our programs and our kids and our coaches for a long time. And the thing about Mr. Quintana is not just the pictures. I mean, the pictures, yeah, that's a tangible mm-hmm. thing that you see in your – in your photo media library and you can put in a, a, a Facebook post or on your website or whatever. That's great. We, you know, he, we can order one from him. He can blow it up for us. We can put it on the wall, but it's what he brings with it. That to me is most impressive. And, um, if you've seen him around high-fiving people and encouraging kids, making coaches laugh, um, he's not taking any kind of artificial stimulant. He's not like, you know, on something. Uh, yeah, it's a funny that I say that because I think somebody said, gosh, Mr. Katana, you act like you're, you know, you're, you're taking something. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, but there's a reason for that in there. Yes, coach, it's, there is. And you and I discussed it. Yes, uh, and I think we called it a natural high. 
Um, we, we discussed it just a bit, and thank you, number one, for having me here. It's great to be here amongst these guests. Uh, it's fantastic. I was recently in uh, Lowe's after one of the ball games, and a parent came up to me. I know her, and I know she has children in the district. And she said, Q, she said, I've got to ask you something. She said, it's kind of embarrassing, but I need to ask you something. I said, what's up? She said, well, my son and a couple of kids were here, and they looked at me, and they said, Mom, I think Q is on drugs. I think Q <laughs> takes drugs. And she looked at him, and she said, what? She said, what do you mean? She said, well, if you watch him and you look at him, He's out there jumping around. He's high-fiving people. He's greeting people. He's always happy. He's always smiling. He's cheering you on. He's there, and he's at many, many events. We, he's got to be on drugs. There, there's no way around it. And so I said, okay, well, i tell you what, ma'am. Here's what you do. Uh, tell your son and his kids, his friends, that, yes, I am definitely on a drug. It's a, it's a natural high. And, and I shared with her an experience that this is who I am, and this is what made me was, was the experience of – my parents. Um, I was born to Pete and Juanita Quintana, and there are 11 children in my family. We're Catholic, uh, 11 children in the family. My father, my father was um, 43 years old when he passed away from a massive heart attack. And um, that was an experience in itself because I was too young. I didn't know what, what that was about, about dying, about death, and what was going to happen. Well, Getting back to what we're, we're talking about of where I draw on my energy and who I am and what makes me cue is the experience I experienced with my mom and how she handled it. Here, we've had many, many speakers that come and talk about adversity. You have professional players that come in and talk about adversity. Well, there's regular American people, a photographer, we, adversity. We've always faced adversity. Everybody in this district, everybody has a piece of adversity one way or another. And so when things are tough, I always draw on what I see with my mom. She always had a smile no matter what. Um, when my father passed away, she took on three jobs um, to support the 11 children. She, uh, one of the jobs uh, was a non-paying job, which I thought it was pretty cool. We'd go to the thrift store once a month, pick out an outfit, a shirt, and a pair of pants. Crazy thing about that was if some of my buddies gave some of those clothes, I'd make sure I wasn't wearing those clothes around them because I didn't want to be made fun of. But it was, it was a beautiful thing because regardless of what the adversity was and the circumstance was, my mom stepped up to the plate, and she knew she had to take care of us. She could do one of two things. Check out. Forget it. I'm on my own. You, got, you 11 kids are on your own. But she didn't. She stepped to the plate took care of us and always, always had a smile. Yes, there are times when um, she wasn't smiling and that's when I would be going to bed at night and walk past her bedroom and she's in a room crying. She's crying herself to sleep. Just thinking about the situation. You've got 11 kids, you lost the love of your life. How are you gonna face life? How are you gonna take care of and raise your family? But she did a darn good job of it. One of the things she always told me when things were a little funky, Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. I didn't wear boots. I wore Converse sneakers. But she would always tell me, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get it on. Oh, this girl broke up with me. Mom, I'm not feeling too good. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get moving on. I, I say she's very successful at this because all 11 of the children, out of all 11 of us, I believe all of us have our college degree, or at least the very majority of us. None of us are in jail or have been in prison. None of us are drug addicts. Uh, we've all just gone out there and being a benefit to society, and I believe we owe that to our parents. Yes, 
I say my dad as well, because he was part of us as well. But the adversity that my mom faced and the adversity that we faced, again, we could go different ways. The children could have gone a different way. Could have joined our buddies, joined gangs, could have taken on drugs just to drown our sorrows uh, in the situation. And so I try to... I try to convey that in every aspect of my life, especially when I'm out with our students. I call these our students because these are my kids. These are mine, my wife, Christy Quintana. Uh, we have two children that are part of the district. Blake just graduated from uh, North Forney, and he's at um, Denison University in Ohio, and Alana is a sophomore at North Forney volleyball player. So I say our children. Christy and I see these children growing up from youth, sports, all the way through graduation, college, and beyond. So the, these, these are our children. I treat them as such. And I try to convey that feeling of when times are tough, you've got the choice. You've got the choice. If you, don't, you didn't make the team on the, on the basketball team or you made the second string, you've got a choice. You can get out there and you can work hard and try to get better, or you can just say to heck with it and go off and, and, and go a different way, which is it was negative. Pulling all this energy and all this, the zeal that my mother had for life is how I live my life. And I always thought, man, my, my mom is going to outlive me. And, and look at the way the energy she's bouncing around. She has three jobs. She's taking care of all these kids. She's going to outlive me. And in 1990, she was killed in a car accident. She was going through an intersection and was T-boned and was killed instantly in a car wreck. And that turned my world upside down uh, completely, as well as all my other siblings. And so, again, as a child and, and, and brother and sisters, we're faced with adversity again. Okay, what do I do? I chose to continue her legacy of the zeal and the vitality she had for life. And that's, that's my drug. So, ma'am, in Lowe's, when you, <laughs> and anybody else, I, I, I've even heard it once when I was in Coach Farrow's dugout. I come bouncing there, high-fiving and bumping everybody, cheering them on. And one of these kids said, man, that guy's on coke. <laughs> I, folks, it's not. It's it's uh, a natural high, and um, you do. You have a choice. You have a choice to make the most of your situation, make the best of it, or sit there down in the dumps and and, and be a negative person. Uh, I choose to go out and live a fantastic life and share that zeal for life with everybody that I come across. I do think that zeal is contagious. I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's interesting and really important for you to talk about the influence of an adult on you. Um, because what we're talking about today is adults who, whatever that is that they take or pull from, whatever their, their inspiration is, but they bring that positivity to our programs. Absolutely. And coaches do that, I'm going to tell you. Uh, you know, somebody might say Coach Fleener's on something. I've seen Coach Fleener do some cartwheels on the sideline. You know, Coach, Coach Fleener I mean, has a different demeanor. Hey, He's got when, a great zeal. When you have that approach to life and to, to sports mm -hmm. particularly, what we're talking about here, and to kids and ki the growth of kids um, – it's great, and and we just love having positive people, um, positive adults that are attached mm -hmm. and 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 really invested in our programs. You have been a long time. Uh, how, I don't know how many, just real quick. How many years have you been? Uh, this this would be our sixteenth year that we are with the, with the school district. Yeah, so here. you've yes, been sir. taking pictures in Forney ISD sixteen years. So yeah, you've seen you've seen kids come all the way, like literally from kindergarten all the way. Absolutely, through seen them all the way through. Our, our speaker right here, Mister uh, Mister Ad, he's been one of those as well. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I, I got to tell you, uh, I think that trip to Lowe's was after our um, FCA Unity Bowl the dinner. Unity Bowl dinner, yes, it was, and. I, I don't mind telling on myself, uh, you know, I'm usually 
pretty transparent. <laughs> like we get to the dinner and I'm looking around. Coach, Coach O's like, I, I'm, we, we got to take some pictures. I'm like, well, oh and I was like, gosh. I don't think our pictures are going to be good. Yeah, we've all, we've had this is the tenth one and nine of them. I called Mr. Quintana way before and had him ready to. So I call him. I'm like, uh, Mr. Q, do you happen to be in Forney? He's like, I'm sitting at home. What's going on? And so I said, Well. Our Unity Bowl dinner is this evening, and I didn't call you. He's there in 10 minutes, right? Rolls out of his car and immediately is cracking jokes and getting our coaches to flex. Brings and the juice. Yeah, he brings the juice. That's so, it, bringing the juice, absolutely. Hey, we appreciate it. Um, we do. We're talking about positive parents and positive adult volunteers. It's a good way to start today with Mr. Quintana. Thank you very much for having, and I look forward to continuing to bring in that zeal and that juice. There you go. Good stuff. And, hey, he's not on drugs. He's not. Don't do drugs. Don't people. do drugs. That's, That's a, right. a public service announcement. Don't do drugs. You can get drugs. that zeal from life. Absolutely, 100%. And before we let you go, we are going to jump over to the Ozone. We're also going to have um, FCA's Danny Noah hop in for this Ozone real quick, which we're going to talk to Mr. Noah pretty soon um, about some more some more of this positive influence stuff. But. So today for our subject spotlight, we're talking whole hog. And I know for you sage thinkers out there, you're thinking, oh, yeah, whole hog going all out, doing something completely, being a well digger. Mm-mm. We're talking meat. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you knew you knew it was going to be some food. Right, what do you prefer, bacon or sausage? Oh, that's a bacon. good one. Bacon. Uh, bacon. Bacon. Well, I'm crispy bacon. Crispy Me too. Bacon. Crispy well, bacon. I'm going to be the... The lone, the lone ranger for for sausage. I like sausage. Really? Yeah, I love breakfast sausage because I like a. Wait, I don't pan? know. I like all the seasonings and the, stuff like that. Mixed the pan in. one or the like rolled sausage. I don't. I don't want the links. Yeah, the I want, links. I yeah, want the, the patties. Um, okay. And well, can you cook them? Because you know, sometimes you can cook them too fast and they're not done yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Whatever. As long as it tastes good. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, like I do like I love too. bacon too, but I like all breakfast food. But if I'm picking between the two, I'll usually go with sausage. I only want to eat sausage with my grandmother's homemade biscuits and some bread rabbit syrup. Mm. Coach O, I got two comments on that. Number one, you mentioned that a while back on the podcast, and I went to Brookshire's and brought and bought some bread rabbit syrup. Well, how'd you like it? It's good. It's strong. Yeah, I mean, it is legit. Like you got to have the right. You can't like you can't get too much in your mouth at once. You might choke to death. And it's got to (laughs) be like homemade biscuits. You got to have something to absorb that syrup. Yes, Yes. it's a it's it is a heavy duty syrup. I did like it, and also, uh, you know, I cook bacon every morning at home. And I was cook bacon every morning. Yep, yeah, pretty pretty much every morning. And I do it on the I was doing it on the stovetop, and you know what a mess it makes. Coach O comes walking in, she's just eating this little crispy bacon. I was like, "How would you come up with bacon?" She's making it in the microwave. So she gave me the instructions. It it, it's uh, uh, turns out it's really simple. It's really simple. I'm an idiot for never doing it before. So now I make it in the microwave every morning. It's awesome. That's what I didn't know. You're welcome. My brother-in-law makes it in the oven. He makes yeah, I've done it, that and before it's much too. cleaner. It's much cleaner to do it that way, and it's still pretty good. I just yeah. don't want my house smelling like bacon because it's a smell you cannot. I, listen, I, I have, do, but I does, do want my house. Heavy, exactly. I have I worked to get a combined <laughs> scent of Bath and Body Works wallflowers <laughs> in my home. Yeah, I don't like the smell of any food. I'd okay. rather smell bacon. Bacon. Yeah, yeah. I think I would too. <laughs> 
I think I'd well, rush away. Well, there's a craft of doing bacon in the microwave. I mean, yeah. you can't just yeah, you gotta throw know. it in there. That's you, right. you got to wad up a paper towel, stack it up later. It, That's sucks, right. it sucks up all the grease. Yes. You let it sit there for three minutes, and you got crispy bacon. Yeah. You're right. It, it is. Yeah, I want the grease, too. Oh. I'll take the grease, too. Yeah, I, get, I like to get that. Uh, Mr. Noah, I, I can attest I've eaten breakfast a few times with Mr. Noah, and he does appreciate uh, a, a highly stacked plate of bacon as well. Crispy, but not burnt. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. You can't you can't have it burnt. Um, Good one, Coach O. Thanks. Absolutely, that's a that's a great ozone right there. So, before we hop over and start talking about our, we're going to talk about FCA and really the role of character coaches today. But before we do that, we are going to kind of recap last week. So, um, of course, we had Unity Bowl. Unity Bowl was awesome. Wait, um, are you not playing your music? Sure. Okay. There you go. Recap music. Yeah, recap music. So Unity Bowl like was great. Um, final score of 15-7 to 7 in favor of the Jackrabbits. It, this was UBX, by the way. UBX, yes, the 10th 10. one. Um, and I'm going to go ahead, and I didn't talk to anybody else about this, but the one two six player of the week for the Unity Bowl was Tanner Howland, who is a former student of mine. He got a sack in the first quarter, had another tackle for loss. He was in on a safety, and he got a pick and almost took it to the house. But we were very impressed because Tanner – sorry, I'll say – Tanner will admit it himself – Tanner has two big old meaty bricks for hands, and he can't catch anything. But he caught it when it mattered, yeah. and he almost took it back. So that was cool. Great for great for Tanner there. Um, and then we also had E catch up with Coach Fleener right after the game. Um, so E was able to get an interview with him. She did talk to the coaches before the game, but since we have so many guests today, we're just going to jump right in and get our post-game interview. feels great. I mean, that's what we got to do. We got to be able to win games however we got to win them. Offense, defense, whatever we got to do, we just got to win football games. Definitely proud of these guys overcoming adversity. We did not play well in a lot of areas, uh, but we still overcome. We're still fighting. That's the biggest thing we had to bring to this team to start getting success again is to bring in Forney Fight, and they showed it tonight. Awesome. And you guys are going to just keep going, keep keep that, it moving? That's exactly the message to them. We've got to celebrate and enjoy this. It's always great to beat your, win your first district game. It's always great to beat your rival, but this was just one game, and we got to win some more if we want to get to the playoffs. Awesome. Well, I'll give you your time. Thank you. So there we go. We had more talk about overcoming adversity, and that game was full of it. There was a right. it's kind of a defensive game, yes. um, mistakes on both sides of the ball, and it really it came down to it in the end. I mean, there was it was anybody's game going into that mm-hmm. fourth quarter. So um, it's I good was, to hear. I was real impressed with both sides' defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me oh too. yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know offense gets a little smoother. We, we we're, it's just a first eight five eight game, right? So it looks to me like defense is where we want it. You know, we've just got to keep tweaking things, and and I look I look forward to both teams being able to really compete in eight five a. It's gonna be a good district contest. It is, it is. I think both of them have a have a good shot at those mm-hmm. playoffs. So let's see what happens. So now we're gonna jump over and talk to um, Danny Noah about FCA and, and character coaches. It's something that our character coaches were highlighted at the Unity Bowl. If you were there, you may have heard um, a right. couple announcements about that pregame, and then I think during one of the quarter breaks we talked about it. So, Danny, how's it going? Uh, man, it's going great. Just uh, glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to come and talk a little bit about FCA and uh, the character coaching dynamic that exists here in Forney. It's been very successful to come alongside the athletic department and support what they're doing. So um, real quick, for those of us who don't know, just tell us what's a character coach. A uh, character coach is a, a trusted partner that comes alongside a coach uh, and their team uh, just to provide support throughout the year. 
Uh, coaches put in a lot of hours, and there's not a lot of people who are always cheering them on. And so that's one of the roles of the character coach, cheer them on, encourage them, uh, then but come alongside to pour into their student athletes. Uh, we have student athletes that uh, deal with some challenges and adversity, which seems to be the theme today, uh, and someone there to walk with them, uh, encourage them, and also be a positive role model uh, and just build some trust uh, and then a lot of our character coaches have the uh, has a, have an extreme trust from their student athletes. In fact, mm-hmm. when the questions have been asked, who are two people you trust more than anyone else? A lot of them say, well, my coach and my character coach. There you go. Um, I think it's a great I think it's a great idea. It's a great program because you know how it is. A coach talks to players so much. They talk to him every day, and sometimes. Whenever you hear a voice over and over again, some things can go in one ear and out the other, and then yeah. you can present this other voice that's you know here just for this reason. They're not there for the X's and O's. They're there for the life stuff. So I think it's a great way to do it. How long has Forney ISD been doing this with FCA? Actually, Danny, when did the Character Coach Initiative begin? It's not that old of an initiative, really. Yeah, yeah the initiative uh, on paper uh, hasn't been in existence, but uh, actually – the character coaching dynamic has been has existed in Forney over ten years. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Stacy Kennedy was our first yeah. uh, character coach right when North Forney. Uh, she was she existence. was kind of a character coach before the term character coach was Correct. applied to it by by the national organization. But so you know another thing that it's important to know: character coaches go through training with the FCA. They go through an, at a background check process with the FCA. Once they've completed that. Then they do the, the Forney ISD checkbox, which is, you know, background check, fingerprinting. Um, they take a volunteer course, which talks, you know, gives them instruction on what they can and can't do in the school setting and, um, you know, what's appropriate to talk to kids about, what's not. Um, but so all of them are, are pretty well versed in coming in and, and making the right kind of impact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as Danny said, being a, a resource and um, – Kind of a, a promoter for our coaches and our kids. Been really good. You told me, I don't know, a few years ago, a couple of years ago maybe, um, I hope I hope this was right because I, I know I told our superintendent board this, but at one time Forney ISD had more char- had the largest character coach presence in any period, right, I, like in America. Yeah, there was like, no, no other school district, uh, and even as we do research with our FCA staff across the nation, there was no other district. Uh, that had as many character coaches serving as many teams uh, as right here in Forney ISD. And so is the goal to get every team a character coach? Have we been there before? Or are we that's, there been, like, that's been our kind of standing mm-hmm. goal. I think that's a good point. And we don't have – we're not there yet. It's, you know, it's one of those things that uh, people come and go, kids come and go. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we've got, whatever, 175 teams about approximately in Forney ISD now, over 2,300 kids participating yeah. in, in interscholastic sports. Um yeah, that's the goal, and we're yep. going to keep trucking toward it. But um, we have a lot; we really do. We've got you know twelve, fifteen people coming, coming and going that are that are being a, a absolutely a daily and weekly positive yep. impact. And it's not to coach, you know what I mean? They're not right. It's not to um, promote any personal agenda or do any anything beyond supporting the growth of the kids and and being positive, having a, a positive influence on the coach. And really, it's been so good. When he talks about the agenda, you know, the simple agenda is to serve. Uh, most of our character coaches come from a local church, but they understand their role. They don't come in with a, a flyer promoting what's happening in their student ministry, mm-hmm. uh, but they come in and, and just be a presence. And what's unique is just like an influential coach makes an impact, and if 
they happen to move on and there's there's kind of a hole left. That happens too when we have a character coach that's right. been faithful. We've had a couple that have spent eight, ten years, uh, or if they've served two or three teams and suddenly when uh, they happen to move on elsewhere, we're trying to fill fill in that hole and try to find someone who's you know at least on the same level, mm-hmm. who's willing to give the same investment and has the same influence. So it's uh, it's unique, it's good and challenging at the same time. And uh, when Coach Weaver said we want to have every team have a character coach, you know that's a great challenge from the the chair mm-hmm. that I sit in. But I value the fact that he sees this is uh, a priority uh, in our school district. And for me as a parent of an athlete in the school district, uh, it's an even bigger deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We talk about it all the time. I mean, we want students to succeed on the field or on the court or whatever, but that's really at this level, it is it is a smaller portion than everything else, uh, and that is the life stuff, the character stuff, you know, helping kids to be, you know, productive members of society and people that are helpful and kind to people after they leave. So anything that we're doing as a district that's promoting that, I'm a huge fan of, and I know that a lot of people are. You know, I was sharing with the uh, North Forney parents uh, of the basketball team, and we were just uh, introducing it. A lot of them have no idea what character coaching is. A lot of them are coming in. And, you know, they may be thinking, "I hope my hope my student gets the opportunity to to get on the court." And um, but we laid out the foundation. Here's what we do. You know, we we challenge them with integrity, uh, serving teamwork, and excellence. And I just gave an example. Hey. When these guys come in the room, we say, take your AirPods out, take your headphones off. And when you enter and when you exit, you always shake my, I happen to be the character goes, they always shake my hand. I challenge them, when you see me in the community, come and speak to me. Uh, I may be that person one day that you sit across the table from when you interview for a job, Mm -hmm. or I know the person who's going to be that person who's going to sit across. And when they ask me about you, are you one of those players that makes sure to uh, shake my hand and greet me in the community? Or are you going to be the one that I say, I, I really can't tell you much about him. They, they play on the team. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this is a student athlete you want to hire. Right. And that's uh, that's great to hear other people doing this. Me in the Synergy class next door, we did lessons on on that, you know, just talking to people, looking up, shaking people's hand, you know, going out of your way to, to talk to people. And just that lesson of people remember how you made them feel more than the words you said. And, you know, trying to be that person who makes somebody feel better when you walk away, make make people want to spend more time with you, not less. And I can't tell you how many people have come up here and they're like, the students y'all have up here are amazing. I'm like, they're they're not doing anything that difficult, right? They're yeah. just saying hi to people in the hallway. But it's just that little bit that does separate you whenever everybody's staring at their phone all the time. If you're one of those people that doesn't, it, it makes a huge difference. Somebody so. said that about E to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Told, she is so personable. And I said that, for, you know, the first time I heard her do the sideline interview. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so he came over to me during the Unity Bowl game. She was like, did you see the Whataburger trivia? Do you have any suggest? You know, do you get any yeah. record shakes? I was like, look, I'm like, I'm watching you. We're doing First off, we're all doing this from scratch anyway. You yeah. know, we come up with an idea. Let's do a Whataburger trivia. Um, she comes right in and just that, that uh, positivity, being personable, mm-hmm. um, being a, a happy person, that stuff just goes so far and it it's does. so underestimated. There's so many negative, there's so much negative energy in the world these mm-hmm. days, I think. Um, just being positive and, and being there, ha- having somebody come along like Mr. Quintana and give you a high five or somebody come into your gym like Mr. Noah and just know he's there to make your day better. Right. Um, boy, does that pay dividends. You know, it's ironic that Danny talked about somebody potentially being in your interview, being on your interview committee, because one of the character coaches was on mine, Kimberly Garcia. Mm. 
Martinez. Martinez. Kimberly Martinez. Yes, she was on my interview committee. She was. In fact, we're going to talk about her today with some young ladies who uh, whose team she serves as a character coach. There you go. I think we keep in mind the dynamic. I'm big on duplication. And this year, when you look on the field and you see a Bryce Ford, who was a student athlete who sat under great coaches uh, on a team that had a character coach, and now here he is coaching uh, in the district. Great family. so that's to me that's a win when we duplicate mm-hmm. ourselves as right. leaders as teachers as coaches uh, the biggest win uh, that could ever be then we can stand them up in front of our kids and say look you know this is what this is what we're attempting to do with you we've hired a number of our coaches here in 40 ISD that were that were for, has some former connection mm-hmm. like you said Bryce played here uh, you know parents were involved here in a positive way actually when we had the Mesquite athletic director on the podcast, I don't know, a long time ago, Cody, you know, he, he talked about Bryce when he was coaching in another district and what a positive mm-hmm. influence he was. And he had made wow. an impression. He was, he was talking to him in the context of being a, a graduate of ours. And now we've been able to hire him over here. So, um, yeah, your, your success is determined by your successor, right? It's not, it's not enough just to do a good job right now and make sure we're doing things that we can pass along and, and have kids come in and take over it one day and be be the people who are pushing this character coach stuff and pushing all that. So, Well, let's do some musical chairs and, t- and talk to some of the yes, actual athletes that are in programs that have a character coach uh, serving their, their uh, sport. Yes, first up we're going to talk to two basketball players from North Forney, and um, they're going to be tempted to only say nice things about their character coach because he's in the room with us, but um, – <laughs> You know, he, they probably only have nice things to say anyway. So We'll see. We will see. So welcome into the show. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, real quick, if you could, just we have a lot of guests today. I wasn't able to get everybody's names before we started rolling. So just introduce yourselves to us. Tell us what, what grade you're in over at North. Uh, I'm a senior, Xavier Wills. I'm Marcus, and I'm a senior too at North Forney. Awesome, awesome. So real quick, um, has – has Mr. Noah been y'all's character coach the entire time that y'all have been playing basketball at North Forney? Yes, since we were freshmen. Since you were freshmen. And um, what, is that, what is that relationship w- for you guys like? What do y'all think y'all get out of this? Mr. Noah, uh, he taught me a few things from freshman year. It was one of the cl- quotes that he used. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year about baseball. And it, it stuck with me pretty much. It was, I think, like baseball and peanuts at, at a game and all that. It just stuck with me, and it meant something after he left the gym and everything after practice. We just kept talking about it. There you go. He didn't draw up any plays, though, did he? <laughs> uh-uh. I don't think you want that. But uh, it's cool that uh, Mr. Noah has made an impact on you for all four years. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's great. I think that that makes a huge difference. If you guys had a different character coach every year, I think it would it would feel a bit different because you feel like you're kind of starting over. Um, so what do you think – you, what do you think having a character coach does that's different than your than your regular coach, right? Like, why if you were talking to another district, why would you tell a district that they should or should not do this? I, I think uh, having a character coach is like I, I want to say more important, but a character coach can be there for your parents and for you when you need them. Same thing for a coach. Is it same thing for a coach? Mm-hmm. But a character coach you can call. He can be there for you, like whenever you need him. There you go. Yeah, that's a good point. Being there for the parents as well. Yeah, I didn't um, think of it from that perspective. Yeah, I'm sure that's a large part of of the the role, I guess, of a character coach is to to help out with the parents and things like that. So I kind of uh, wish I had one when, like, when I was coaching. Yeah, really. I had a character coach for my program for sure. 
Yeah, from the – I mean, both of y'all have spent time as coaches, and this was – both of y'all were doing this before. This was kind of an initiative. So from y'all's perspective, kind of – what do y'all think on on all this? I mean, I mean, I'll bit. tell you this: I see character coaches come in sometimes with a box of donuts or uh, you know some ice down Gatorade. Uh, yeah, I would have taken that all day long. But just to have somebody that walks in your gym and uh, helps light it up, you know, because coaches can't coaches the head coach or the coach of the team can't always be uh, the positive person. You know, there's times they're going to have to drop the hammer a little bit. They're going to have to run people. They're going to have to you know they're trying to get kids pushed out of their comfort zone. And when they when people get pushed out of their comfort zone, they need a place to land. And sometimes that's hard. You know, if you got fifteen or twenty or thirty kids in a gym, making sure all of them land in a good place mm-hmm. when practice has been tough, um, it is difficult. But having a character coach there, and, and like you gentlemen talked about, somebody you can always go to. You know, if you had a bad day or you had a bad practice, that can help bring it back around to to put it in perspective. Uh, boy, I, that would have been really good. I think it would have just been great just for my parents. Um, uh, beneficial for my kids, but just that whole parent component of just uh, a coach just getting the support from someone that's outside of the the district to come in and kind of reel your parents back in and just, mm-hmm. you know, keep it in perspective for them, I, I think would have been vital for me. Danny, I, I see you back there uh, smiling about the peanut story, but I, I wanted to ask you, um, since we do have you in the room, and, and we're going to talk about other, a couple of other character coaches with our programs today, but um, you're here in the flesh. So what, how does it benefit you to be it? Because I think mm-hmm. that goes two ways. What do you get, how do you get rewarded for being a character coach? It's the highlight of my week. I mean, when I know that I'm coming in to meet uh, with these young men, uh, watching them grow, uh, you know, for a while I, I challenge them, hey, you want a leadership principle? You catch me off guard and come ask me, hey, what do you have for me? And it really challenged me to be on my toes as a, as a character coach, to have a leadership principle, uh, to have a kid stop me and I say, say something as simple as, you can't lead from the back. Uh, and a kid just, you know, sit back and, well, what does that mean? To be able to pour into them is, is my heart. To be able to duplicate myself in the life of a young man, that is a win. Now I'm talking to the eighth grade girls of my daughter's team, and that's a win because some of these young ladies uh, may not have a positive male father figure in their life. And I, and I watch their eyes light up when certain things that I talk about and challenge them to be leaders. And you can just tell a lot of them don't get that. So it fulfills me. Again, it is the fav- my favorite part of the week when I, when I get to do that. Um, I want to mention something that we were talking about being for the parents. Uh, one of the first year, in fact, it was the first year I was with North Forney basketball. You know, we have uh, just some things that we always talk about. And I watched a parent during the game just lose his mind uh, during the game. And his son played a great game. And as we're walking out, uh, the parent is just, I mean, just literally wailing on this kid. And I probably didn't have, no, I didn't have the relationship with the parent to do it. But because I had the relationship with the kids, I put my arm around that parent and said, hey, man, everything you're doing is the opposite of what we're teaching them in our character sessions. And he got very upset, and he said, but, you know, you don't understand. I said, what I understand is what motivates student athletes. And what you're doing is not the best way. If you want to get through to your kid, uh, I mean, you've got to do more listening than talking. And you know what? Uh, The wife pulled me aside and told me, thank you. I don't know that the husband, um, you know, got it at the moment. But the opportunity to step in and either help parents 
who are struggling between, you know, am I a parent who needs to parent uh, or, you know, I, I'm not the coach, I'm not the player, uh, but to be able to help those and, and, and just encourage them in their roles and really just build on the good dynamics, the good foundation that the parents have built in the home. So the character coach for the parent is, hey, someone else is saying the same thing I'm doing yeah. and maybe it, it, it falls on a deaf ear at the house, but in the mm-hmm. locker room and on the court and in the community, uh, it's hitting home. It is hard. I mean, it's hard to be a sports parent. It is. I mean, I, we know that. There's so much emotion involved in sports, and, and there's so much emotion involved with being a parent and seeing the most important thing in your whole life out there maybe struggling or going through adversity or uh, not getting, not being happy maybe with, with, with a game or, or a play or whatever. Um, however, <laughs> for positive influence in all those spheres um, – We've had the opportunity to see character coaches be so impactful in Forney ISD. And honestly, I didn't even come into this thinking about the parent perspective. Um, but there's another one. It's just, it's just a great initiative. You know, there was something I learned when I uh, was voluntold uh, to step in and coach my daughter's volleyball team when coaching in the Quintana's Youth League. And, uh, you know, I always was curious. You know, I, I put together messages as a pastor once a week, but I, I, I'm impressed by coaches that can come up with something to say uh, in numerous timeouts, uh, in numerous pregames and postgames. And I remember something that just came to mind, and I told the players, I said, players play, parents parent, and coaches coach. Don't worry about what's taking place in the stands. Uh, parents, it's not your job to coach. You're the only one who gets to be their parent. And coach, don't carry the weight of being their parent. You just keep doing what you do. Model, integrity, character, a heart to serve, and you're going to have teamwork happen on that team. And so that's what character coach, it, it, it creates a dynamic between uh, a student, uh, an athlete, excuse me, a student, um, men, the parents, and the coaches. And uh, I just have one more question for our students right here. Is there something that you guys have picked up from these character sessions that you think you'll take with you well after high school or after basketball or whatever? Yeah, uh, another quote he said was, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. So it's speaking up and communicating with other people. Great. There you go. You can steal his if you don't have one. If you just want to. <laughs> I really second. don't. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that anyway. Yeah. But you got to speak up. For sure, and that's a—I mean—that's a skill that I think is—is—it's another one of those where it's not that hard to do, but once you start doing it, you really stand out. So, just—just yeah. just having somebody to kind of reiterate that with the students. So, um, thank you both for for coming on. We appreciate it, and best thank of you luck for having us. Best of luck this year. Yeah, you bet. So next, we're going to talk to some North Forney volleyball players you, you mentioned earlier. So yes. who's, who's their character coach? Kimberly Martinez down. Jacob and Kimberly um, have been character coaches in Forney ISD for a number of years. They also actually are character coaches for our swim program. And that I see, um, you know, I've, I've used them as examples a few times because I, I'll go all the way to Austin um, to state swimming. And who do I run into? Jacob and Kimberly Martinez, right? They're not – they're not, you know, my, my, I'm, school's paying for my mileage or giving me a car to go down there because right. to go support our kids. They're going down there just because they love it and, and because they want to be there for our kids to support them. Um, Kimberly also is – so Danny mentioned this. There are some character coaches that support multiple programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly actually also has been a character coach for a number of years for North Forney Volleyball. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that North Forney and Forney play each other tonight. They are mm-hmm. both 3-0 and uh, in District 13 5A action. So 
um, leading the district, both of our teams, as usual. Where is that well. game? At North Forney. At North Forney. And they are? Um, At 630. There you go. Or immediately following. No, it'll be 630. Yeah, it'll be about 630. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, so – you hate that, that that one of them is going to have to come out of that with a loss, but mm-hmm. man, District Thirteen Five A looks really good for both of them. It's super exciting, um, but we're not focused on that right now. We're focused on character coaches, and you ladies have a great one. But I know Addison's going to ask you first if you would introduce yourselves mm-hmm. and tell us what grade you're in. Um, my name is Raylan Breckin, and I'm a senior at North Forney. And my name is Ariana Escudero, and I'm also a senior at Forney, North Forney High School. There you go. And you have been here before. Mm-hmm. You've, you're a podcast veteran. We don't have a lot of students that come back for multiple episodes. So before you graduate, you may you may set the record. Um, <laughs> so real quick, same kind of question. Um, how how long ha- have you had the character coach that you have now? Have y'all changed character coaches? No, we haven't. Okay, that's another thing. Love to hear that. And then what what do y'all think y'all kind of get out of that relationship? Well, I know for me, it's really about staying positive and making sure that others around you don't affect who you'll be in the future and what you want to accomplish in the future. Yeah, I think Kimberly is um, really big on like our impact on what we make. Like she's always like, when you go to other schools, when you travel, when you're at a game, like what do you want people to think of when they see like North Forney volleyball? Like she is always on our back about like, what do you represent? Like, who are you? Like, what do you want people to think of you? And I think that's a really big thing in, like, a team. Absolutely. Yeah, Talk that, about a well digger. Yes. And that's something that coaches say a lot, right? Like, whenever you're wearing that shirt or you're wearing that jersey or the jacket or whatever, you are representing that team. And that was one of our character coaches. He didn't say – James Townsend yeah. did not say this to his players, but he was talking about that. And then he came to me and he said, I don't know why in high school I didn't ever get with my friends and go buy a bunch of Crandall T-shirts and then go act a fool somewhere. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't put that idea in people's heads. <laughs> He's like, we'll just go put on those. Just, you know, give Pirates a bad reputation. Act of like us. you didn't hear that. Yeah. Because <laughs> James' sense of humor, not Again, a suggestion. He did not say that to his, his players. He said that to me, but yeah. I thought that was that was funny, so – it's um, great, though. Okay, so like I said, the coach is focused on trying to win volleyball games, right? I mean, Coach Perkins is over there grinding it out, trying to figure out how to win the next game and, um, you know, putting great performances together, which you guys have, have obviously done. Uh, but how valuable is it to have that other adult voice, that positive person coming in, and so you so the coach can focus on getting better at volleyball. Um, Kimberly's coming along and talking about, hey – what, what do we? How, how do we want people to see us as a team? What are you going to be like when you graduate from this program? Those those lessons are just so invaluable. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, is there y- y'all both kind of mentioned? Um, do you think your parents have gotten anything out of this relationship? I know it's kind of hard for y'all to think from their perspective, but do you think that that they? What would they say about the character coach program? I guess. Uh, I have told my dad about Kimberly, and he was like, you know, that's very smart of the school to do that. You know, it just helps. Like you said, like some parents can't, like, connect with their children like that, so it's like an extra adult to kind of push you more. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. It really does. I mean, that's a that, that, that old adage is absolutely true. Um, for for a, a young person to be able to turn in every direction, he or she turns and find someone positive, um, unfortunately – there are some, you're, you're going to find some people who aren't, mm-hmm. but within that athletic circle, you know what I mean? For us to put another person in there that is there to support, 
these young people really mm-hmm. that's i mean that's the reason they're there to make coaches life good and to support these young people and i think y'all probably agree with this that as a as a student as a kid there are just certain things that you may not want to talk to your parents about or ask them about or whatever and i'm sure that i didn't we didn't have character coach from our own school but i'm sure that would have been nice to just be able to just say hey just let me ask them knowing that you're not going to get some bad reaction or they're not going to be worried like you might just be curious about something or whatever so i'm sure that's that's a a great relationship in terms of that as well just just like you said just another person yeah. to look at um so if you get if you had a message for your character coach because because these guys got to speak with theirs in the in the room but if she's listening is there anything you would like to say to her um i'll go first uh, i just want to say that kimberly is truly like amazing like she literally is like the team's highlight of the week like we always look forward to wednesdays we always look forward to meeting her in that room and just getting to hear her speak and talk is just an amazing part of our day, and I think we all look forward to it. And I would say the same thing, too, is Wednesdays are the best day of the week because she, she's really fun, and she, she knows what she's doing, and she knows yeah. how to help us. And we really bond with her for, like, the past four years. It's just been really, really fun with her. And there's no monetary payment nope. for this. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. They're not on the payroll. They're not turning in a timesheet. Nope. This is from the heart. That's that. That's that serving thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just just being selfless, saying my time is is important, but I'm going to use it for something else and someone else instead of, you know, just just sitting around. So, um, that is awesome. We love to hear that. Best of luck tonight. Um, well, can we say that if they're playing Forney? Are we, am I allowed yeah, to say that? Of course, we wish them both the best of luck. <laughs> I thought you didn't believe in luck, Addison. I don't believe in luck. I why, say that. Why? Because it's just a phrase, you know. I don't know. I just don't think about it. Um, but yeah, I don't believe in luck at all. Good, uh, f- best of fortune to you tonight. Is yeah, fortune different? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Hope you play well. Yeah, How about Thank that. You. Yeah, go do a good job. That's a uh, coach Fleener's in here, and I love his his hoodie. It says "Nobody cares, work harder." That's awesome. Um, so yeah, go get him. And next up, we're gonna we're gonna play musical chairs again. We're gonna have somebody from the south side of town. Yep. And uh, one of Fleener's guys, we're gonna have a football player come and talk to us about their character coach and, and kind of right. figure that out. So maybe maybe we can get Mister Nobody Cares Work Harder to uh, to pop in on the mic yeah. too, because that's one perspective we haven't gotten is the character coach from the actual coach's coach. perspective. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we can talk to the undefeated Unity Bowl put, coach. Put you on the spot here, Coach <laughs> Fleener. So welcome in once again. I'm gonna have you kind of introduce yourself. Uh, my name is John Richard Washington, and I'm a senior at Fournier High School. There you go. That's a name I heard a lot on <laughs> yeah. on Friday night um, over the the PA. So, Coach Fleener, how's it going? Welcome in. Going great. Glad to be here. Uh, thanks for making me jump in again. But <laughs> if I'm going to get an intro like that, I'll, I'll I'll show up every week if you need yeah. me to. Absolutely. Um, so, real quick, we'll we'll talk to you. Kind of, what do you what do you get out of that uh, character coach relationship? Who is your character coach? Uh, our character. Character coaches Nick Edwards, and he gives us like a different perspective on life uh, outside of football. Because out of football, what where will you be as a man? Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Fleener, what as from the coaching perspective, kind of what does what does Mr. Edwards kind of bring to the team? You know, it's been real fun to have him be a part of our team, and it's it's kind of a funny situation where I've actually known Nick and his wife for a long time. They're friends with my wife, and so it was. It was a real unique situation. He was actually in on my interview, Koto, uh, yes, like you you talked about that. So it was kind of fun to see a friendly face in there. Um, but, uh, you know, just like John said is 
we're constantly trying to put, you know, especially in our situation, other men in their lives that they can have as an example, as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a man. Um, and it's not always about the coach. And, you know, Coach Weaver brought it up about, you know, as a coach, you, you got to be hard and mean and disciplined and all that stuff. And so it, it's nice to put somebody else in front of them that has, has faced different situations, has seen different things. Um, you know, with, with, with what Nick does, I mean, he, he definitely brings a different perspective. But, you know, what we tell our players all the time is we're just trying to put more people in their lives that if they're facing something or dealing with something, you know, we constantly are saying it's okay to not be okay, but we want to give them some outlets and some people they can talk to if they need some help. I think it's something he said was so important. It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, kids, it's so hard for them to go and express themselves and talk about their feelings, especially boys. Um, so to be able to have that outlet is just, I mean, you just cannot talk about how important it is for our kids nowadays. The young men from North Forney talked about having a voice and b- being able to communicate with people who just want to listen and be a positive support structure for you, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, we, we started this with adversity. There's plenty of it. There's always going to be plenty of it. When you grow up, it doesn't change. It changes its nature. There's adversity when you're a little kid. There's adversity when you're a teenager. There's going to be adversity as an adult. And some of those days are going to be way more difficult than others. Some of those challenges are Mm -hmm. going to be way more difficult than others. Um, We're always going to need positive people speaking into our lives. And um, for us to have a system in our school district to be able to set that up through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, through the training program, uh, but really through a bunch of well-digging, positive people who have a heart for kids Mm -hmm. and just want to make it better here in Forney. Um, It's pretty special. One of the fun things as a coach is to see how – uh, the players respond to somebody else like that. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, John's probably wondering why I asked him to come be here. If you if you haven't noticed, John's not the biggest talker, all right? But, you know, when he says something, it, it, it has weight to it, and I, and I like that about John. But more than anything is, you know, right now on Friday mornings, we have Nick Edwards come on our game day breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he gets some people to, to help us out with some donuts or some taquitos or something and comes in, and it's a, it's a great game day thing for us because it really locks our kids in at the very beginning of the day and gets them on a schedule. And you know, part of where you can tell it's making an impact, like I said, John not being a guy that talks a whole bunch is when Nick does his talks, he makes it interactive. He asks the kids questions. He makes them kind of lock into what his message is for the day. And John's probably spoke up more in those situations than I would have ever thought he would. But it's that comfort level he has with Nick. Um, and, and you can tell it's setting in. It's not a kid just saying, well, Coach made us be here and we've got to listen to this guy. He's really taken the message that – that Nick has given him in putting it into his life. And so it's just really interesting mm-hmm. and exciting to see our players outside of the field or the locker room or things yeah. like that and how they're responding to adults. For sure. And, John, do you have any do you have any lessons kind of that you've learned from your character coach that you think you'll take with you beyond football and things like that? Um, one of the main things where uh, last week he told us to be like a – chasing a tiger Mm -hmm. and to me that meant don't run away because of fear like don't be afraid of anything uh chase fear conquer fear overcome it and you'll be stronger because of it absolutely absolutely we talk about that just all the time up here just adversity and just you know seeking out those challenges and not not shying away from them because that's where we learn about the most about ourselves and grow the most so 
Um, I, yeah. I love to hear this stuff. I mean, me and you've had several conversations yeah, no about doubt. this. I, I do it all the time with, with, you know, coworkers or whatever. So I love to hear that the district is putting this stuff in and they're, they're having kind of other voices and just the fact that we have people willing to volunteer. I mean, that's one thing we haven't done yet on this is just thank our character coaches for, yeah. for everything that they do because they're making a huge impact and to have people that are willing to give up their time, um, to do that not only to, to be there on Wednesdays or Fridays whenever they talk, but also to be at the games and make sure that they're they're there to talk to kids and things like that. It's just it's awesome to hear. It is. It's really good. These we've highlighted three today. Um, that Co- Coach Fleener talks about their you know their Friday morning breakfast. I mean they do the same thing at North Forney. Stephen Carroll's over there supporting that that uh, program. We've got character coaches placed throughout the district, but I know Mr. Noah. I can make eye contact with him across the room and know we're always looking for positive adults with a with the heart of a servant um again it's not just anybody you know i mean this isn't just a a short-term pop in talk to the team type deal this is a long-term investment people who are willing to go through (laughs) multiple background checks and trainings and you know watch the videos and and uh, prepare themselves for this but then have a long-term investment with kids um it means a lot to us obviously it means a lot to the young people in our programs these young men and women here today are, are speaking for their teams. Um, but, you know, it. I hope it means a lot to the people who listen and the, peop- the parents who have kids mm-hmm. in the programs in this district. Uh, it's it's a blessing. It really is. It is. And I mean, just the fact that these, these you know, five students today have said something good means it's worth it, right? I think if, if you do something like this and it, it helps one kid or changes one kid's life, the whole thing is worth it. And I know that this is happening for several kids. So real quick, the last thing kind of I had was – if there's somebody listening that says, that sounds awesome, that's something that I would want to do, what's the process for that? What do they need to do? They can email uh, Danny Noah, dnoah at fca.org. Uh, they're welcome to email us, Coach O or me. Um, we're always happy to help facilitate. Uh, again, this is not really an initiative. I mean, this is it's an initiative that we support and we, and mm-hmm. we promote and buy into. Um, but we're going to direct them through the FCA who offers the, the training and um, the system to get them prepared to do. And, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not right for everybody. I right. Mean, you got to have a conversation just to see if, if this is a good fit for you because it's a significant investment of time mm-hmm. and energy, um, gifts, service. Um, and um, But there is opportunity, and we are always looking for more positive people, like Coach Flanner said, to put around our kids. Yeah, so if you're if you're out there and you think this may be something that that you feel that you you should do, then uh, contact Mr. Noah at FCA, and we'll um, you know you can talk to him, and and hopefully we'll see you down there and talking to the students one day. Yep. Other than that, that's all I have, Coach. Uh, I was just going to ask Coach O if anybody won our Whataburger trivia. Yeah, I was trivia. about to say yes. the trivia trivia winner for last week was a repeat winner. Uh, Coach Angelica Province, uh, our girls Man, coordinator at Jackson the Middle sp- School. Yes, she is. She's Angelica co- on the spot. Yes. <laughs> I think that question was um, Tarzan. Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan won, it in, won the mascot race in 2014. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she even mentioned that she thought it was from, they were from Anytime Fitness. Hey, did any uh, of y'all mascot. see the, the mascot race this year? Did y'all watch that? I mean, talk about a ringer. It was dominant, <laughs> and I I was up in the press box with my kids, and I was like, "Hey, everybody, pick pick one. Tell me who's yeah. gonna win, who's gonna." And uh, I saw him over there stretching and warming yeah. up. I was like, uh-huh. "I didn't know his name." I was like, "Sequin Jacket is no. winning this so thing." His name was Reverend Peel, and let me tell you how his name came about. Yeah. So Coach Weaver's in the office, and he goes, "Well, Sea Life is sending a banana." 
and it doesn't have a name. And he's like, we, we got to name it. And so we went through all of these Reverend names. Reverend Peel. And he came up with Reverend Peel. That's, Reverend Peel. That's pretty. From sea life. I, to be honest, Come on. I didn't even now, catch I it. I expect- thought that was his actual name. <laughs> no, I know, right? Most people did. We just rolled with the announcements. But there were 12 mascots running, everything from a little tiny shark, right, all the way to a 10-foot-tall rabbit with very, very tall ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the rabbit's ears fly off this year, by they the way. They didn't. That's the first year the rabbit's ears they them down. haven't so flown. I don't know. The bear's head. The bear's head. Did, yeah, the bear's head came completely off. The official had to return it to her. Uh, that was a grizzly. Not the bear, but the, the grizzly. Grizzly. Let's be specific. Yeah. We the brown bear skipped all 100 yards. I don't yep. know if you noticed that. And that was the horse I had in the race. She did not run. And I know she skipped. She, that they were going to be skipping. That's yeah. not the pony I would have picked. And the Warren Warrior was my pick, but. Well, it wasn't really the warrior. It was okay. a dog. Well, the warrior showed up and he forgot his warrior suit. <laughs> so we obliged. That's the one thing you got to bring to a mascot. We happened race. to have Scruffy the dog in the in a cabinet back there, so we helped him out with the disguise. But uh, yeah, it was a runaway. Um, Reverend Peel had a sequin jacket and a banana hat and and some sprinter shoes, and so he <laughs> I think beat everybody by twenty meters. But I gotta say, still fun. I, there may be a protest in the future for Reverend Peel because he's not wearing a mascot suit, and that's well, that's kind of the the hardest part, right? You got I was got trying to actually find a uniform that we weren't using for the fourth quarter uh, yeah, with yeah. as fast as he ran right there. I was going to see if he could cut, catch a post route real quick go. for us. So, yeah. Oh so, boy! Congratulations yeah. to Coach Province. What's that? Yes. So we've been the rules for sponsors. Yes, uh, yeah. as Mr. Noah said, we Mr. Noah's rules. Uh, he's willing to bend a bit. For sponsors, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking our question for this week is going to be um, name the three character coaches that were highlighted Good. in this Ooh, podcast. Good stuff. I don't think I could do that, but I'm terrible with names. So, um, who is it that they keeps na- winning? Angelica. Angelica Province oh. and Sandy. Coach Sandy Cook has uh, yeah. has won a couple of times. Listen, too. I told I told Coach Joe if if we have a repeat winner, it, I mean, you know. These people, how many price packages do they need? I mean, it's it's a little bit greedy at some point. So we're going to start. If Miss Sosa, conti- I mean, I'm sorry, Miss Province. Province, I know I'm really bad about that. You talk about names, is going to continue to listen and jump on the trigger on this. We're going to get her price package is going to be like stuff she can give to other people yeah. and encourage them to to jump on there and listen to the podcast as yes. soon as it's released. Uh, we love you. Angelica Province, thanks for listening. Let's get you some T-shirts and and you can give to somebody. Yes, absolutely. And that is all that we have for Episode 7. We will talk to you all next week.